Welcome back to your first million. It's Arlen. It's Sunday morning. Last night I attended an event in LA, the Ebony Power 100. It was a lot of fun. I was surprised because I don't tend to go to events, um, especially especially fancy ones. There was a red carpet and people were dressed like they were uh, going to a very fancy royal wedding. It was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I snuck in with my hoodie and my jeans and my purple shoes, and I felt as um, comfortable as it seemed anybody else was to be in the room. I was supposed to be there, so I was there, you know? And I made that decision pretty impromptu because I wasn't going to go. I didn't want to get dressed up. And I wasn't going to, right? I don't have the whole thing where I get all dressed up and get all done up. But I also didn't want to, it was a combination. Like I didn't want to offend anybody, but I also didn't want to be uncomfortable. And then I decided, um, I said, you know, this is, a, this is happening in my city where I live down the street. I'm one of the 100 being honored and I should go. So I went. And I have to say it was a great decision. Really happy that I went. Got to see so many people that I admire. There are pictures on Instagram and Twitter if you are interested. And got to not only see them and take pictures with them, but got to have really, like, real conversations with them. And I think that is more powerful than anything anything else I could have asked for. And then I also got to meet some people. I got to see some people I hadn't seen in a while or hadn't seen in a, you know, a little while, um, which is always wonderful. It's always good to see people. And then I got to meet some people I, I didn't know but who came up to me and who were so, so generous and so kind with their, um, I don't know, they, you know, they said thank you for what I'm doing and they, they're seeing me, they're seeing the moves that I'm making and uh, it was really cool, you know, people from all backgrounds, people from all companies, or I don't know, it was just really interesting, because I haven't really been out that much since COVID hit. And so much has blown up since COVID hit, as far as people knowing the work that I do. So it was one of the very first times that I got to, in real life, see the effect of that amplification. And the fact that people I wouldn't expect know me and have opinions and love and, you know, want to collaborate. And it was just really cool. Um, so I just appreciated it. I just appreciate Ebony. I appreciate Michelle and the whole team, Nicole, if you're ever, if you ever hear this, um, I think you're spectacular and I appreciate you and that extra attention that you gave to make sure that I felt at home. And, um, yeah, so what I wanted to talk about today, briefly, probably hear like cars going by, air conditioner on. <laughs> I'm definitely not recording this in the studio. Um, not that I have a studio, but you know, I have like these, um, what is that click again? I have these panels on my office wall in a, in a certain section of the office that are to catch noise to catch so that you can hear it better and when I get a chance I record there but I don't always so what I wanted to talk about today briefly 
was just more vision stuff for for runner because one of the things that I one of those things that you do naturally as a CEO and as a founder, but you don't always think about it or you don't always realize that you're doing it, is that naturally, almost every day, you're reiterating what the vision is to someone, to some stakeholder. You're, you're, you're explaining it again to, to your, your current employees or you're trying to hire and you're explaining it to your people that you're interviewing or you're trying to get your customers on board and you know somebody's discovering you for the first time or you're trying to make some big partnership happen you're it's interesting because i constantly have to do this at backstage capital remind myself like nobody can read my mind no one can read my mind i think my wife can slightly read my mind which is great but no one in business is going to read my mind and so I need to communicate as much as I can. And I try to. One of the issues is that things happen so fast, especially in startup land. They happen so fast and everybody's doing the best they can just to keep up. So it's sometimes hard to communicate, but it's something that we should always strive for. So with Runner, I find myself in these first five and a half weeks because we're so early, early, early. But I find myself repeating and reiterating vision and then expanding on it because sometimes I don't say enough. To current employees, the people that you want, the earliest people at your company who you want to ride or die for your company, they have to understand why they're there and what your vision is. There's a little bit, I'll say too, this is just my opinion and you can take it or leave it, but I also leave a little bit unsaid just a little bit unsaid that is 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 the alchemy and the and the magic of it all because some of it is purposely just this talent and this skill that I have that you can't really describe some of it is understanding that there's there's you know I'm going to use another word kismet you know some of it I know is can't be 100% projected prescribed described or it loses its edge and its magic and its finesse. And so I purposely will hold back on just a little bit of it where it's like, let me see what happens. Let me see what happens here when I put these two people together, when I when I announce this thing. Let me just see what happens, right? But for the most part, I want to be able to clearly define what runner is today and where I want it to go. And that those two things, if you can dial in on being able to do that for your company, you have such a chance of of succeeding. What Runner is today is we match very talented operating people to inclusive companies, sizes one to a thousand employees. And we do that we help them with fractional employment, which means somebody can work for a day, a month, somebody can work for a week, a month, somebody can work for three months in a row, but not be obligated to go past that. It's fractional and it's um, curated and it's what the company needs and what the operator, the runner is willing to do. And then we work with temp to hire or just straight direct staffing. So we're helping recruit for your company 
I think we have two types of customers right now. It's becoming very clear in these early days. One is the customer who is has one to 10 people working at their company. And what they really need is someone to come in and be to help them help them with ops, like help them with like as an executive assistant or maybe even chief of staff, something to that effect, and just help organize and help put in place processes, processes, and help, you know, give that outside view of what could be better. <clears throat> that also includes like adding a like a workflow stack and a tech stack to automate things that they may see that the runner may see that the company has been doing manually that actually could save them some time. And it just, it really is coming in and saying, what hours can I save for the founder, for the CEO, for that fourth employee so that they can focus on product development, customer service, sales, and vision. And, and today What's exciting about that is that we get to have so many, we have more than 100 of these types of customers, and we um, get to learn so much. You know, we're catching up on matching, and, and that's going to that's gonna be a little uh, push and pull for the next few weeks because we want to make sure that we're matching with incredible people. We don't want to sacrifice quality for speed, um, and that's why this is a bit of an experiment, you know, in that pilot but it's we're getting so much information so quickly and so vastly and, and so in depth that as we build out the app that we're building, it'll take another, I don't know, six months or so to get to an MVP. As we build that out, it's going to, it's once it's available to start matching people automatically, it's just going to be very special to see what then happens. The other type of customer we have is... Um, is is a com- is a company that's let's say thirty plus fifty plus. Now, of course, there's that in between, and they're they're definitely important customers to us. We just don't see as many. We don't see as many eleven to thirty or eleven to fifty. But we're starting to see quite quickly and and amazingly, companies that have like a hundred people or more, hundred to five hundred, hundred to seven hundred people currently and they're usually venture backed and they usually have recently come into some money venture wise or they're doing great with revenue and they're moving fast they are recruiting they already have uh, a recruiting at least one recruiting professional within the organization if not an entire recruiting team made up of three to seven people ahead of people uh, ahead of recruiting they may have all of these things already and we plug in as their best friend. We plug in because when you're when you're um, going from 100 to 150 or from 200 to 300, something to that effect, in, in less than a, a year, which happens all the time with these companies, that's a big deal. And so much can go wrong and so much can be daunting and so much can be can break. And it's it's been very fulfilling to be able to at least start strategizing with these companies to say you know we have such a a vetting process we have such a a, a keen eye and a view and a point of view 
when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to how to treat the people being recruited, that we offer something very special. And so I was surprised to see that those numbers were there. And that's where, like right now, our revenue is split between the, the two. I think over time, call it those same six months that the app is being developed, I think more will be the 100 plus companies. Our business model is two hundred just to charge $200 per current headcount for the year when we meet you. And then no other costs, no other fees, no booking fees, no matching fees, no recruiting fees, uh, uh, not- notably. And so we're, we're, we have today, you know, five and a half weeks in, we have about $300,000 worth of proposals out to companies. And that's probably over seven to nine companies. And then we have this other segment of, of customer who we're excited about. And once the app kicks in, we feel like that can grow by the thousands. So that's where we are today, where we, where we can go with it is, I think, I think every week, I think that's the cadence, every week, my, my uh, understanding can become changes and it evolves it evolves to, um, it's a combination of what, what I think just by math wise, what it could be like, just kind of, I guess not really total addressable market, but it's just sort of like total addressable, what we want to do. <laughs> I'm going to think of a more clever term Ver- and, and combine that with like my own personal desires for what it, what I want it to be. And I think that it doesn't, pivot too much it sort of goes in the same direction every week but it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and it expands like the the ability to to imagine more for it expands with every week and that's not just all positives like that's not just like positive reinforcement causing me to think about how big this can be actually some of the negative stuff helps me think about how big this can be. And what I mean by that is like, yes, we have incredible revenue right out the gate and potentially we have more, we'll see. But we also have this issue of like, there are only a few of us and there are a lot of clients and there are a lot of matches that need to be made very quickly. And we are we are going to be in a fight against time and against quality. And we need to, you know, that is that is stressful. And knowing that, even with that, I wake up every day so excited. (laughs) Like, yeah, let's go. It's not stressful to me. It's not, it's not, um, it is a stressful thing, but it's not like daunting to me. It's like, whoa, let me roll up my sleeves and see what we can do here. Because I have an incredible team. And building that team by the day, it feels like. So I know we can do it. I know we're capable of it. And then I also know we have something special here. There's a special angle that talking to these uh, clients of ours, I just, I feel it, I hear it, and I know it, that there's something different brewing. Um, So I think about the future of Runner in very good terms. I always, always, always say with a grain of salt that we could go to zero 
just like any company, any startup could go to zero. I think about a few of my friends who have raised a lot of money and their company still failed. Now we're not raising money, right? We're we're bootstrapping and we're um we're partnering with backstage if it's in some way I don't know how yet. Um we're we're we are a very scrappy company at backstage, so I don't know exactly what that means, but I know that we're not getting the 5 million on 20 million post that or 20 million cap that most people would do right now. And I've said that's that's a different topic for another day, but I've said online that's because I don't want to give up 25% of the company that our team and I own to investors this early, even at those terms. Those terms would be considered incredibly um, kind of, you know, founder friendly because of the valuation or the cap. But I don't, I know where this is could possibly go, you know, could go to zero, but if it doesn't, it, I think it goes really, really far. And I'm not giving away 25% of that. <laughs> I would rather share that with our stakeholders at Backstage with the people who have been invested in us, with the employees at Runner, and with the runners themselves who will have ownership of Runner, who will be W-2 employees so they can have benefits, pay time off, health insurance if they want, etc., and who will have ownership vesting, vesting starting day one in Runner. And if one day... You know, somebody comes along and they're like, hey, we'll give you five million on a hundred million post or something. I have a a carve out for that type of investment, but I am not doing that today. No way, no how. I'd rather it take longer. I'd rather it be more difficult. I'd rather it be less uh, of a sure thing because even a sure thing is not. Um, I know a guy who raised like 50 million dollars in his company went under because it just didn't take off. So I'm just not interested in that. But anyway, the the that's part of the I guess the vision is is this world where there are hundreds or thousands of runners and they're all over the country. And yes, we we do talk about expanding into other countries, but not yet. We want to focus here. They're all over the country. They feel empowered and they feel autonomous. They feel like they have um, control of their lives. They're making the money they want to make. They're working with companies that excite them. They are their own person. They have ownership and they have a voice. These are the runners that I want to face and I'll have to face every single day in one way or another. I will have to be able to look a runner in their eyes and say that I'm doing the best that I can for them. And that is the North Star of working on runner. So starting from day one and into, you know, five and a half weeks, that hasn't changed and it cannot change. It has to remain. That quality has to remain no matter what happens and changes at the company. So I'm, I'm thrilled about that. It has completely revitalized and reinvigorated a part of me that had been burning out and I feel excited about it. I also love the fact that backstage, no matter what the economic um, uh, transaction or collaboration might be here or in the future, I love that it also will uh, benefit from anything that happens with Runner because I said on day one that I am sharing ownership with 
backstage. Today, I own 100% of Runner legally. There is an employee pool that's being carved out, obviously. There is a, a Runner pool that's being carved out. And then there will be a backstage stakeholder pool that is carved out. So if you are a Reg CF investor in 2021, backstage capital, you will, upon any sort of liquidity event, have a piece of backstage, of, of Runner. My bad. Let me say it again. You will have a piece of Runner. And that was I wasn't going to do this if I couldn't make that possible. So that's the first I had a conversation with my legal and accounting teams day one, day zero, to make sure that that was possible. So let's go, you know, let's do this. If you want to be part of it, there's a, there are a few ways you can be part of Runner. You can sign up to be a runner. You know, if you're an executive assistant, an entry-level assistant, you want to change careers, you want to assist someone, you want to be somebody, you know, some C- innovative CEO's right hand, you want to be a COO or you are one, your HR representative, a recruiting person, uh, people ops, all in that lane. I want you to get in touch. I want you to go uh, to hire runner, H-I-R-E, runner.co, and you can apply. And give us a little bit of time, but we are catching up. If you want to be a client, if you have one to a thousand employees, go to the same website and you can sign up and become one of our first 200 um, customers, which will be very special when we reach thousands. And um, if you have more than a thousand employees or you work at a company where you don't own the company, but you work at a larger company, because a lot of people listen to that, listen to this who do. We have started actually working with two companies who are unicorns where we work within certain subgroups at their companies where they're recruiting. So you may have 10 to 50,000 employees across the whole unicorn, you know, decacorn, but you may be in need of hiring, you know, 30 people, 30 ops people in a group has you know, a thousand on your team or 400 on your team. So go to the website, hire, hirerunner.co. You can either sign up right away and just get in, you know, just let's go with it. Or you can sign up for an information um, uh, conversation. If you have a hundred plus employees at your company, I will have the call with you. Um, That's just the way it's set up process wise. So do that. If not, then you'll be talking to one of the very first five employees at Runner who are going to be um, either they're going to be able to say that they worked on something amazing for a certain amount of time and it was a great time and they made good money. Or they will be able to say that and they became millionaires because we exited at an interesting uh, amount a few years from now. We'll see. Right. But you're going to be talking to those people. So get in touch either way. Um, if you have one to 10 employees, I we're happy to talk to you. But let me tell you, sign up. You won't regret it. You won't regret it. It's me. Like, look at backstage. Look at what I've done at backstage. You know how important this is to me. Sign up. will save you a lot of headache, heartache, time, effort. It's worth it. It's $200 per current headcount, including yourself with a $600 minimum. It's worth it. And that's it. I'm going to leave you to your Sunday.
or whatever day you're listening to this. I appreciate you. Um, let me think if I can see the code word. Code word, green. Green came up twice for two different reasons. So green is the code word. If you if you talk to me on Instagram, Twitter, email, LinkedIn, in the streets, say the word green, and that tells me that you listen to this whole episode of this particular podcast. All right. Uh, I hope this is helpful. And I can't wait to meet some of you. Some of you listening right now are going to be runners. You're going to be employees at Runner. And that makes my heart sing.